0: News.
1: It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. COVID cases in Hong Kong come in below 10,000 for the third day in a row. The chief executive makes it clear the government hasn't given up on mass COVID testing and the MTR comes under fire after it says it won't adjust ticket prices this year. Health officials say Hong Kong's recorded another 7,685 COVID cases with all but five infections locally acquired. Ben Shea with the details. It's the third straight day that a daily caseload has fallen below 10,000 infections. Nearly 60% of the cases came from the self-testing declaration system. Meanwhile, another 168 people have died, the majority of them at public hospitals in the past 24-hour reporting period. The Center for Health Protection said the number of infections remains at a high level and warned that infection numbers may rebound if more people move around, especially with the Qingming Festival coming up next week. Meanwhile, two lawmakers expressed concern about the mental health of young children who came down with COVID and were separated from their parents in hospitals. A chief manager from the hospital authority, Sarah Ho, says this was due to the huge demand for treatment earlier this month, but she says more parents can now accompany their children in hospital. During the fifth wave, is unprecedented demand on HA service, including the pediatric service. At that time, we faced either admit child who are in need of inpatient service, and at the same time, the parents stay with their kids. So that's why a very difficult situation at that time. So as the demand lessened at the moment, I've checked several hospitals. I understand quite a number of parents uh, staying with the kids. Chief Executive Carrie Lamb says there's been a lower ratio of residents testing positive for COVID-19 in recent lockdowns, probably because those who've caught it are exempt from testing during these operations. She said ongoing lockdown and COVID screening operations are a good preparation for universal testing. It has given us a good indication of the extent of infection in that restricted community. Whether it is a fresh infection but now, because we have taken this extra step to ask, so we are also able to discover the already infected cases or the recovered COVID-19 cases. Health officials have sealed off three public housing estates in Chunwan, Tai Po and Fanling for overnight COVID testing. They include Chongxu House of Le 2 Estate, Kuangyan House of Fuk Estate and Chengchi House of Chenghua Estate. The MTR Corporation says it won't adjust ticket prices this year, but will extend its current 3.8% fare rebate until the beginning of next year. The rail operator says the rebate and other fare concessions and promotions will cost it 2.8 billion Hong Kong dollars. But roundtable lawmaker Michael Teen believes the rail giant should offer more, including bringing back a 20% fare rebate.
0: I think it is something that NPR can afford to do because actually their financials this year is not that bad because of a lot of property related revenues that's coming their way. And I think that they should actually reach out in terms of need for Hong Kong to help us out a little bit. So in addition to having no fare increase, I think they should give out three months of you know 20% off as a uh, contributing gesture.
1: Hong Kong's export growth has slowed and the government warned of the impact of the conflict in Ukraine, Aaron Tam reports. Official figures showed that the values of total exports edged up 0.9% year-on-year in February, while imports rose 6.2%. Looking at the first two months of the year to offset distortion from the timing of Lunar New Year, exports grew 10.6% on-year, down from the nearly 25% increase recorded in December. Officials say Hong Kong's export performance may be affected by elevated energy prices and aggravated supply chain and transport disruptions due to the situation in Ukraine. They also noted that they're watching out for the effects of the evolving pandemic and monetary policy tightening in major economies. On to the weather. It'll be cloudy with a few showers. More There'll be more rain with a few squally thunderstorms later tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 17 and 21 degrees. And the outlook, there'll be a few thunderstorms at first on Wednesday, but it'll be sunny on Thursday. Right now, the temperature is 17 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 88%. You're tuned to RTHK. It's five past 11. The American actor Will Smith has slapped one of the presenters of the Oscar ceremony after he made a joke about the hairstyle of his wife, who suffers from alopecia. Will Smith later took the Best Actor award. Accepting his Oscar, Smith apologised to the organisers, but not to Rock.
0: I want to apologise to the Academy. I want to apologise to my, all my fellow nominees. Um, I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> um, but... Love will make you do crazy things.
1: Los Angeles police said Rock had declined to file a complaint. Other winners at the ceremony included Jessica Chastain, who picked up Best Actress for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Jane Campion, who won Best Actor for The Power of the Dog, and Apple TV film Coda, which was named Best Picture. (laughs) Back locally, a study conducted by the Chinese University has found that recovered COVID patients have a higher chance of getting dry eyes. CUHK Medicine surveyed 228 recovered patients and found that more than 20% had symptoms, including blurry vision and itchiness. Principal investigator Dr. Calvin Chong said people who've had higher viral loads are at higher risk of getting dry eye disease. Patients with a low CT value, they tend to have more dramatic, more long-lasting and more severe inflammatory response. So we believe that this is one of the reasons why patients with high viral load will have more severe
0: dry eye problem. The second reason, when they sneeze, when they cough, there are very high chance that they will inoculate themselves with the ocular or the eye surface with the virus.
1: Mainland officials say all 132 victims of the air disaster in southern China have now been identified using DNA testing. They said more than 15,000 workers were involved in the search for debris from the Boeing jet which nosedived into a hillside in Guangxi province last Monday. There's still no sign of what might have caused the crash. Turning overseas, attempts to get civilians out of areas badly hit by the conflict in Ukraine have stalled, with the country's deputy prime minister saying no humanitarian corridors would open today. It comes despite mounting fears for civilians in cities besieged by Russian forces, Danny Eberhard reports. The news will come as a bitter blow amid a deteriorating humanitarian crisis. Ukraine's Deputy Prime Minister, Irina Vereshchuk, put the decision down to safety, citing intelligence warnings that Russian forces might deliberately target convoys. The mayor of the worst-hit city, Mariupol, has again blamed Russian forces for not letting evacuation buses into the southern port, something they deny. Vadim Boychenko wants all civilians still there, some 160,000 people, he says, taken to safety. The German government says it's looking to buy a new defence system, saying it must be prepared for a Russian threat. Chancellor Olaf Scholz said Germany must be aware a neighbour was prepared to use violence. The BBC's Damien McGuinness is in Berlin this would intercept and destroy any russian rockets before they hit germany according to german newspaper reports the government was considering
0: buying the israeli system which is called arrow 3 and that this would also protect poland romania and the baltic states Mr Schultz said he would not confirm any details until everything was decided, but that there was good reason, he said,
1: to consider such an air defence system because Moscow was prepared to use violence to impose Russian interests. An investigation has shed new light on the murder of the Russian opposition leader Boris Nemtsov, who was shot dead in Moscow in 2015. New evidence uncovered by the BBC and the investigative sites Balancat and The Insider suggests a Russian agent linked to the poisoning of the anti-corruption campaigner Alexei Navalny in 2020 was following Mr Nemtsov for almost a year before he was shot dead on a bridge opposite the Kremlin. Mr. Nemtsov was a fierce adversary of President Vladimir Putin, who was murdered just days before he was due to lead a protest against Russia's 2014 attack on eastern Ukraine. The Kremlin denies any involvement. Commerce Secretary Edward Yao says the government will allow theme parks such as Disneyland to receive visitors when social distancing curbs are relaxed from the 21st of April. These venues would only be allowed to let in half their visitor capacity. During a LegCo panel meeting, the Managing Director of Hong Kong Disneyland Resort, Michael Moriarty, told lawmakers he's confident the park can improve its financial performance, which has been in the red for seven years. When we are open, we do well. In Q1 of this fiscal year, uh, we were able to, to break even. And I'm confident that when we do uh, open up again, that we'll be able to have similar results going forward. The local market has been...
0: You know, really the only market that we can go after right now with the boundaries closed with the
1: mainland and of course inbound travel. We have been successful this year with our promotions, um, as well as our new product offerings. We also have record number magic access guests, I think which speaks to the increasing affinity to Hong Kong Disneyland. And at a summit of four Arab countries in Israel, the Israeli Foreign Minister Yair Lapid has said such deepening ties will intimidate and deter Iran. Foreign ministers from Egypt, the UAE, Morocco and Bahrain, as well as the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, met in Israel's Negev Desert. Mr. Lapid said the gathering marked a new beginning. What
0: we are doing here is making history, building a new regional architecture based on progress, technology, religious tolerance, security and intelligence cooperation. This new architecture, the shared capabilities we are building intimidates and deters our common enemies, first and foremost, Iran and its proxies.
1: U.S. and Philippine forces have begun their largest joint military drills in seven years. Almost 9,000 troops will take part in live-fire exercises on the island of Luzon over the next week and a half. The Philippine president, Rodrigo Duterte, had scaled down the drills in previous years, hoping to improve ties with China. The Chinese technology firm Huawei has reported record profits for last year despite US sanctions, but overall sales decreased in 2021 as the firm, firm pivoted to the domestic sector. The results were announced by Huawei's chief financial officer, Meng Wanzhou, in her first public appearance since she was released from house arrest in Canada last September. An economist says he believes the nine day city wide lockdown of Shanghai will hit China's first quarter GDP. Mainland officials yesterday announced a lockdown of the financial hub from today until April 5th and mass testing of its 25 million residents. Tommy Wu, a lead economist at Oxford Economics, says he believes the lockdown in Shanghai and other parts of the country will reduce GDP by up to 1% in the first quarter. He added that the Shanghai lockdown indicates that the authorities are likely to impose lockdowns elsewhere.
0: I think uh, it will take a toll on on China's economy. But more importantly is what this means for uh, future lockdowns or possible lockdowns, because now uh, even Shanghai goes into a full lockdown, even though it's, it takes two stages, but still, it's a full lockdown that has never been the case before. So perhaps we will see uh, even more full scale lockdowns elsewhere. And this creates more worry about future disruptions to supply chains production and also household consumption.
1: Sri Lanka has sought an additional US$1 billion line of credit from India to import essential items such as food, medicine and fuel. Local media sources say the request was made during a meeting in Colombo between the Indian Foreign Minister and the Sri Lankan Finance Minister. India has already pledged a similar line of credit earlier this month during Mr Rajapaksa's visit to Delhi. On to sports, and Canada have qualified for the Football World Cup for the first time since 1986. Adam Cheung reports. Canada clinched their
0: place in Qatar 2022 with a dominant display at home against Jamaica. First half goals from Kyle Lahren and Tejon Buchanan put the host in control. Junior Hoylet in an own goal made it a 4-0 finish, sparking wild celebrations at Toronto's BMO Field. The Canadians were ranked 73rd when qualifying started last March, around 60 places below the likes of the United States and Mexico. Now, a year later, they find themselves top of the table with eight wins from 13 games and have booked their place in the World Cup with a game to spare.
1: And both the United States and Mexico are on the brink of automatic qualification. The US overwhelmed Paloma, Panama 5-1, while Mexico beat Honduras 1-0. The Americans and Mexicans each have 25 points three behind Canada in the standings. The fourth place team will go into an intercontinental playoff. That team is currently Costa Rica, who defeated El Salvador 2-1. And Pakistan says the West Indies will play three one-day internationals in Raw- Rawalpindi in June after the matches was postponed because of the pandemic last year. The West Indies will arrive in Islamabad on June the 5th for the One Day Internationals. The One Day Internationals were part of the West Indies tour of Pakistan on December, in December 2021, but they were postponed after five COVID cases on the West Indies side. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, COVID cases in Hong Kong come in below 10,000 for the third day in a row, and the chief executive makes it clear that the government hasn't given up on mass COVID testing for the SAR. The news from RTHK.
0: Stay radio 3 free
1: Of Mr. Jagger in backing vocals, uh, Carly Simon, of course, and you're so vain. Special requests from Alan. Thanks ever so much for getting in touch. Hope life is treating you well, and likewise, everybody else. Radio Pete at Gmail, by the way, if you'd like a song as we continue with the Tempests.